0: Hey, it's Bill Simmons. Did you know I've had my podcast for 15 years? Do you know that it is the most downloaded sports podcast of all time? Did you know I have guests from the sports world, from the culture world, people who work for The Ringer, people outside The Ringer, celebrities, experts, you name it. It's on my podcast three times a week, late Sunday night, late Tuesday night, late Thursday night, The Bill Simmons Podcast. Check it out on Spotify.
1: Hi, everyone, welcome to Rise House on Rare I hope you're all safe and well. Today we're going to talk about the Premier League's opening weekend and joining me is my dear, dear friend, Moose Akwonga. How are you doing, Moose?
0: Very well, thanks. How are you?
1: How really, are you? really good. Can I just say, Moose, with the Premier League, with everything that's happened and the amount of football that's kind of not stopped for me going through um, the summer and everything, obviously the women. And I thought, I think the women have energised me because like, mm. I couldn't wait for the Premier League to start. It's not disappointed on the first week. It's, it's, it's amazing. Straighten
0: straight in at number one. Yeah, really impressive <laughs> about your opening week. It's so good. It was so good. So should we go straight in? Should we go straight in? Yeah, let's go straight in. I'm quite hyped about some things. I mean, we're just going to pick out like a couple of quick things that stood out to us for the weekend. Mm -hmm. So I think that even though it's only the first weekend, I don't want to jump to conclusions, but Mm -hmm. I'm actually quite excited by what I saw, not just from some of the teams with the biggest resources, but some of the teams that have just come up. Yes. In particular, Fulham. Oh, fuck me. Fulham came up and said,
1: fuck you lot, man what happened <laughs> last
0: time. Do you know what I love? The disrespect. <laughs> I love so the disrespect. You know, in the so best good. possible way. Look, because you can say, um, there's different ways to play uh, clubs with vastly superior financial resources, right? Mm. You can sit and try to pick them off or you can impose yourself on the front, but you can go at people and close them down. And I thought that what Fulham did in this game against Liverpool, the two-wall draw, was just supreme. The energy was, we are going to win, lose, or draw against you, but we'll do it according to our plan. If you look at like even the, the period that led to Fulham's opening goal that I thought was so impressive, mm. targeting the space behind Trent Alexander-Arnold yeah. after the corner, and then like the goal they actually scored, you had, it was incredible, you had Andrew Robertson basically had like two or three two-on-ones before the ball gets crossed in. Yeah. They're working him left wing, right wing, he's, yeah. he's defending on two flanks, and they beat, Mitrovic beats Trent at the far post with the header. And I just thought, that goal and that movement just summed up Fulham's attitude. They were all over them. Like, they just couldn't get room to play anything. No, they couldn't. And, and this is why I would have preferred
1: if Jurgen Klopp just, just said, you know what, that's what you're going to expect. A, a championship team coming up, especially with Fulham's past, you know, they come up, they spent, what, 100 million the last, one, mm. the last time or something, and it just didn't work out. And you know what I mean? They, were very much went, they very much went down with a, with a whimper. And the way they started that game I thought, yeah I expect you to start it like that for them but can you keep that up and they f- like I said, f- for Jurgen Klopp to say the attitude of these players wasn't right mm. you know what I mean he didn't like, I thought that was really really disrespectful because they didn't do anything other than work Liverpool in every single aspect of that game right every single one look I think Tiago Tiago to come off in the end. He's never been pressed to that extent. He was he worked, caught, he got caught, he was, didn't he? Honestly, just continually got caught. I thought that Anthony Robinson at, at the back, you know, he he just gave, this is the quality that Liverpool have. He, I think he lost, Salah lost him twice. Right. And I think in, in both occasions, I think that they um, they scored goals, but didn't give him a look in. I didn't know if Fulham could actually keep up that press because I'm thinking, uh, and Liverpool were probably thinking to themselves, yeah, we expect them to start like this. And then it will open up and then, you know what I mean, we'll get going. Henderson was getting absolutely rattled with, you know, and rashed. Thiago was getting rashed. Fabinho looked like none of them in any particular place. Even Virgil
0: van Dijk looked a little bit kind of like uncomfortable. He got half a step less than he expected. Do you know what's funny That's, about this? Yeah, yeah. I think because the women's Euros is so fresh, actually, this reminded me of the Germany press when they hunt in packs. And the reason they could sustain it is that all the best pressing is actually not the first person getting the ball. It's the second or third. And very often you saw one person arrive in the press, they're playing out, second, third person, they're feasting. And that's what I thought was so impressive about this. You know, and you mentioned as well, the game that Fulham played, there's an element of risk because, you know, the moment you miss one tackle, one touch, they're on you. And actually, Liverpool's Mm -hmm. first big chance came, I think, like that. They missed one tackle and Liverpool were through and you saw immediately the danger the but danger of just missing that intensity yeah.
1: Mous, yeah this is this is why teams like fulham and if if Marco Silva is going to attack it like this for the rest of the season then i'm really hoping that fulham can sustain it and do something because what have you got to lose honestly as fulham everybody expects you to go down you're not going you're not going to win the premier league mm. are you going to finish in the top 6 okay can you can you get yourself in a situation where you go deep in the cup competitions you know f- brilliant what have the fans got other than to see their players putting a shift like that against the top teams and people who come to Craven Cottage are going to have to know that, yeah, Fulham, oh, it's a lovely place, nice, you know. Every, you are in trouble when you come here. What I want to see from Fulham Musa is not, oh, because it's Liverpool, first mm. game of the season, we've come up from the championship and we're putting on this kind of show because, yeah, we want to show them what we could play against these guys. You have to do that every week now. I know right. it's an old cliche, but you do... That's the standard. That should be the standard for Fulham because it was amazing. And Klopp, instead of giving them credit and saying, he shut us down. We've done well just to get out of this game with two goals because of the quality we've got. But Fulham have to get a lot of credit. They stopped my team playing. That was that.
0: And there's a defensiveness going on there because if you look at the way that teams have come up in the championship in previous years, Leeds coming up losing 4-3 to Liverpool in that incredible Mm. game at Anfield. But again, disrespectful. Brentford came up against Arsenal beat Arsenal. them 2-0 first yeah. There's a pattern, isn't there? It's almost like, you know what, we need to start the season the front foot. And I don't even think, actually, to the credit of these teams, I don't think it's even about, oh, this is a, a big team or a small team. I think it's like, we have to set the terms. Yeah. We have to have a plan and a way to stay up because, you know, this is no disrespect to West Ham, we'll get to them in a moment, but West Ham took a very different approach to Man City. Mm-hmm. West Ham sat back and thought they went not a yeah. gap. But The thing is, sometimes you wait for a gap, the gap won't come because you give the opposition so much confidence and time to settle, yeah. they get into their rhythm and then they've got you. And I think there's a really interesting thing that Tiago did. Tiago's first long pass that he plays after being pressed mm. um, for the first few minutes, he gets the ball in the turn and hits it long and it's like way out, it bounces twice yes. while going out. Yeah. And I remember thinking, you've kind of hit that to feel something. Like you've hit that to like get yourself in the game yeah. and you've hit that because you've been so boxed in, you want to like hit the expansive pass and I yeah. thought they've rattled you so much you're not keeping it simple. You're not just playing it through a gap. You've gone for the long thing. And I thought already, because Thiago is an extraordinary player, don't get me wrong. Everyone knows that. Yes. But he's also like, it's very obvious that he is the creative base of that midfield. It was a bit like Pirlo was back in the day. And they knew that if you swarm that central area, we saw, um, you know, I always talk about Spain doing it to Pirlo in the Euro 2012 final. They know that if you swarm the central area, then you can get some joy yeah. against them. And so I'm, yeah, I'm starting shout to. Out to I'm, Fulham.
1: Yeah, sh- massive shout out to Fulham. Just quickly on their on their midfield as well, because when R. V. Elliott came on, he kind of found space, a little mm. bit of space, and that's where they, maybe Fulham were getting a bit tired. But he did find space. Yes, but they're going to have to do something about it. What's Endo's work? What? I think he's what 33. I think Thiago's 32. Mm. Bini 29. They're starting to get that kind of at that that stage as midfielders where can they deal with that kind of incessant press from a team? So it's going to be interesting to see that because. But the way RV Elliott came on, I think that if he can carry on and Curtis Jones gets fit and then that transition, hopefully that will happen for for Liverpool and then they'll be able to to deal with that kind of press, with that kind of energy of press and then do what they it's do. So that's a new because, problem for them, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diaz yeah. looks good. Diaz is we have seen that he looks good and Nunez stays in the middle of the box and I love I love that. So
0: I love what he's done. He's shown something, Nunez. What I love about his um we're talking about the fixed point, the attack, but not just his presence, but his movement and his combination with mm. his teammates. Uh, he combines really well already in a way yes. that I'm surprised. Like, not, not, not surprised because he's not a fantastic player, but the speed of the understanding has really impressed me, I would say. I think that Klopp's really
1: managed it well in the way that he's obviously got him watching what's going on. Mm. I remember watching, there was a, a clip of him in the community shield where they were just, they, 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 you know when they showed a, the new number nine, he's getting ready or, you know, and here he is then, while they were playing. Here he is, the number nine, you know, just spent all this money on him. And you could just see him. He was just looking. He was on one of the seats, just watching. Mm. It's almost as if Klopp said, just keep your eye on the movement, what he's doing, what he's doing, what's happening it Because when I saw Nunez come on in the community shield, that guy was just, he was just attacking the box. Yeah. You saw what his goal was like. And it's the same as against Fulham. He came on, he got one way done the back heel, it didn't work out. And he was attacked it again and got it. So you look at... Yes, Liverpool. I think that was a blip. And if you're going to have that kind of blip at the start of the season, when your manager says it's your,
0: your attitude, which I was, I was very surprised with, um, that's the time to have it. Go on, Moose. Yeah. So for those who are listening, uh, obviously, um, to Stadio as well, we're going to do the European stuff on Stadio mm-hmm. on Thursday. So we're just doing a Premier League whip round. It's flowers but, um, for everybody, I think, today. Flowers to Fulham. Yeah, flowers to yeah. everyone. Um, flowers to Fulham. Flowers to Brighton. The Can Brighton. we give Brighton yeah. flowers? To... Oh my God,
1: can, you, can I say something? We're not gonna, I'm not going to go deep into, into Man United and everything like that because mm, that's mm. an episode and it's, that's a podcast on its own. But going into the game, it's funny. It's like Arsenal against Brentford last season, with everything that was happening, I went into the game feeling very apprehensive about getting something. Mm. And when this game, this game came up and it was Man United, Brighton, at Old Trafford, when I saw that, knowing what Graham Potter's about, mm. how his team's set up, how organised they are, and Al, let's face it, you know, Man United has still not um, addressed the major problem and that is the midfield. Mm. Um, knowing that they will not control the game, I just felt for them. I felt that, you know, I cannot see, unless Ronaldo's playing and he does one of these super rescue acts, mm. I, I could see Brighton getting something, whether it is a draw or something. But I, I didn't say, yeah, Man United are going to beat them in this game and when you watch how they play, you know, I'm, g- I'm going to give him an extra bunch of flowers to so his Danny Welbeck, you know, somebody yeah, that yeah, is yeah, 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 continuously, yeah. like, the way his career has gone and the way people kind of make those ridiculous, like, little memes and ridicule him and that, his centre-forward play against Man United is, is kind of what they probably would need now. Yeah, that yeah. That oh, yeah, 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 exactly yeah. what they'd probably need now. He led that line and caused them all sorts of problems in that game. And in the end, obviously created a goal, first goal. and I was just pleased for him because for him to go back with everything that's happened to him and the way it's going and we're talking about somebody who's probably getting a year on year deal at the moment. Yeah, So we're talking about a continuous um, mindset of having to play well, having to achieve, having to do well, having to do well, because at any stage Brighton could say, listen, Danny, thank you very much. So to see him playing that well in that stadium, you know, and he was desperate um, against, to play as well. Yeah, Apparently, he was I'm not, really he was not his for him. best. Yeah, yeah, Really, really pleased for him. You know,
0: I'm very happy for Trossard as well because you know, Cuccurella's mm-hmm. gone now to uh, Brighton, uh, to Chelsea. Chelsea. Outstanding player, and Trossard's just come in and been another threat in the wide areas, and just the organisation of Brighton. And this is the thing as well. Like, you know, they, they lose two, they, they win two one. So United lose two one, Brighton win two one. Mm. But I, this this result doesn't surprise me because I'm like, well, Brighton are the better team at this point. Mm -hmm. They're just better. If you look at like, you know, they absolutely
1: organized everything.
0: Absolutely took them to the cleaners in the last, um, the last time they met uh, at Brighton. Um, Outstanding again today. And I think United actually didn't have the worst start. I would just say very quickly on the United tactical side, we won't get into the off the field stuff. Mm -hmm. Very interestingly, just the United tactically, you had Ericsson starting nominally as the nine, but dropping deep. And then he actually, but Tominay got lots of criticism for not controlling midfield. But actually, he was pushed as high as a centre forward a lot of the time. Mm. There's almost something happening where Ten Hag is like, actually, McTominay is most valuable when he's running free and attacking centre backs. And he did that. And you can kind of see what Ten Hag's plan is. The tragedy mm. is a bit like, actually, ironically, Van Gaal before him. He may not have got the pieces to execute his vision. Exactly. Yeah. But, 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 back to, back to Brighton because it's all about them. Really excited for this win for them. Because they've got so much more to come. And actually, I wonder if this is a season where we're going to start seeing like more goals from them. Because we you know we joked before yeah, about how they're not quite scoring
1: enough. It's not even the more yeah. goals from them, it. it's the, the, the mm. amount of chances they missed. Yeah. Danny Welbeck was able to convert a lot of track. We're talking about somebody who could easily get 12, between 12 and 15
0: goals, no problem with the chances that they create. Weirdly enough, this team because reminds can, me of Leipzig. Can, yeah. You know, in um, RB Leipzig when they had Angelino scoring those goals from the um, the wide areas, I wonder if Trossard becomes a goal threat like that. Given the fluidity of their play and the options they've got in attack, I'm kind of excited to see where else they'll find goals actually this mm. season. When you see Pissouma moving on, because I
1: I was I was surprised that, that he, he he didn't have more people in for him to be honest, Pissouma for whatever reason. But made, I think Tottenham made an unbelievable signing, there. but. Kai and the way he played I watched him against Arsenal last mm. season and literally ran the show for Brighton against us ran the show against us and you could see why yeah we can let Pesuma go because he's he's Isn't there. their and recruitment I,
0: amazing Brighton their recruitment's unbelievable
1: missed. unbelievable because and it, you know you have to look at it and just quickly before I move on um, from the, the Brighton United United game is how do those players get missed by United what is going on with United to miss players of that kind of calibre who are coming. When's the last time United, even like you go back to their academy, let's go to their mm. When's the last time we've, United have actually produced anything out of their academy? When's the last time they've bought a player that's gone on to go on for, sell for loads and loads of money? What's going on? When you look at Foden at City Academy, Sakura Arsenal Academy, James and Mount. And all the other players, Tammy, everybody's gone on to do unbelievable things from Chelsea, Spurs, Harry Kane. You mm. know what I mean? And then Trent, Liverpool.
0: You know, you think when what's happened to Man United? It's vanity. It's vanities. It's, the thing is, it's like um, it's vanity. It's the uh, when the club's priority by a, by a significant distance is returning dividends to shareholders and the owners. That's what you get. That's Manchester United's wow. priority is returning. Shareholder value. That's it. That's it. So anything is secondary, tertiary. Like so, youth development. They don't care. Like this is, you know, they're, it's they're so not buying. Sad news. Exact example. Like um, mm. it's like when it's like when these like you know these uh, it's like when these uh these estates that's falling to pieces hasn't a lick of pay in ages, and they're holding music festivals there, and then they have to cancel the festival one day because the stage collapses because mm. they spent all this money on big acts, but they spent no money on infrastructure I mean. scaffolding. You know, everyone has a miserable... You know, it's Manchester United right now, you know that that, that documentary, the Fire Festival. Mm-hmm. We're the Fire Festival. That's what we are. With this expensive attraction, people turn up. But there's no logistics of how we arrive and how we leave. And it's crumbling behind the scenes. And on the surface, it's great. We're basically the Fire Festival FC. That's wow. why we're not producing anything.
1: It's really and, sad yeah. because I, I said it on the Premier League. It's just like when Liverpool were out of it and they were in the, in the wilderness. So I think that's where Man United are now. And I think it's going to take
0: yeah. many, many more years it is. for Man United to come out of the wilderness. It's not the same without them. And do you know I mentioned the coaching because I wanted to just put a pin, a marker down because look, Ten Hag has made mistakes, maybe with recruitment and all the rest of it. But what I will say is he is trying to coach those players. Mm. And there was a point you saw, he said um, he couldn't understand the confidence drop because if you saw how they played with confidence on tour, yeah. they're back at Old Trafford and they play without confidence. It's very, very rarely you can spot a lack of confidence in footballers. But you saw it from the opening moment. I think Dalot tries to play this pass and like slices it. It's a bad, under, pre, under no pressure really. And it's the pressure of being at Old Trafford in the shadow of all those legends who are on TV all the time talking about United pretending its greatness. God, yeah. And you knowing, if you, if you look at United's squad, like the first team, you look at it and think actually half of that is actually those are squad players. Yeah. And those people are going into work every single day, every single week knowing that this is a team that very recently was dominant in English football and they know full well because footballers aren't stupid. They know full well that that first eleven is not winning a league title. They also mm. know full well that that club is maybe not winning a league title for another five to ten years. Mm. Very, very plausibly. Not because they're terrible because what is above them is just light years ahead in terms of organisation. So that pressure, Ian, and mm. Ten Hag talks about it in his interview and he's not trying to pass the buck. I actually think he's being honest. He was like, the confidence is a problem. Yeah, because they know it's a long way back to the top, Ian. Oh. And that sits on you every single oh. week. And it's going to keep sitting on them until they change things at a structural level. But most importantly, for this, for this week, uh, it's, it's props to Brighton because they it were outstanding. They were, they were outstanding. And, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, people are constantly talking about. Um, I, I remember when, when Graham Potter signed, signed that six year deal after not too long of being there, people were saying, What are they doing? What's going on? And then all of a sudden, you start to see him go to work. Mm. And then you realize that there's somebody at Brighton, if it's Tony Flood, whoever it is, that realize, listen, man, we've got the real deal here. Yes. He's the real deal. I can't remember watching Brighton since Graham Potter's taken over, all the time he's been there, watch Brighton and say, well, no, Brighton, they, they don't look right today. They don't look right. It's not happening. They are so well-drilled and well-coached that they were go- they're going to do that to a lot more teams. And the pro- only problem that holds Brighton back in respects of causing teams even more problems is the chances that they're missing. Mm-hmm. I always said, if they had, if they had a Danny Ings, yes. if they had that kind of striker, Danny Ings, someone goes to Brighton, they, th- that kind of player goes to Brighton, they get 20 goals. They get 20 goals, no No problem, question. No question. The yeah. way that team's coach. So flowers to Brighton, flowers to... To Graham Potter, they deserve them. They they yep. have to get them. Can I say Brentford? I'm looking to see what was going to happen with Brentford simply because there's something about me that I, I really wanted Christian Eriksen to kind of stay there mm. for some reason. I don't know. You know what I mean? You know, I don't know why I, I I wanted that to happen simply because I, 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 the change at Brentford when he came there was just so evident and obvious to see what he'd done for them in the way he was able to control games, the bring, tempo, them another yeah. 10, you know, bring them another 10, 15 yards up the pitch in the way he, where, where he picked the ball up and how he released players. And, you know, to watch them, they have, when they went 2-0 down, I said, oh I said, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I was saying, I wonder what's going to happen with Ivan Tony this season. Is he going to be able to score the goals? Is he going to be able to stay, stay up top and lead the line instead of sometimes I'm seeing him at left back and at right back in midfield. Mm. And that. Stay up front and get those goals. And seeing them come back again, um, like we saw last season, how resolute they are, I'm really pleased for them. They've got to get flowers as well.
0: And Tony you with a classic centre-forward finish as well, right? But rolling his man, rolling his man, yes. putting in the corner. Loved it. Yeah, but you know what? When
1: you watch that goal mm. and you watch the, um, the positioning of the defender made me yeah. feel like the it's defender was afraid of him. He was afraid of him. He didn't know what to do because like the ball came into Ivan Tony and there was no defender to mm. his right and he's, he kicked in with his, with his left foot but it felt to me like why is the defender on that side?
0: Not pinning Because him, he's touching yeah, with yeah.
1: his right foot and finished with his left foot in the middle of the goal where he was and I'm thinking why, why is the defender not blocking that side? It's, he's afraid.
0: He's he afraid. Like He was not asserting himself. Yeah, it was really, it was really mm. interesting and actually yeah. I think what I want to sort of talk about as well we're going to get into some other flowers. Um, I mean Brentford definitely flowers but I want to like jump to a team that really has got mm-hmm. its central defence sorted out. And that that to me is Spurs. Wow! You know what? Conte has done the Spurs game. What Conte yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. has built there. So like this this centre back trio of Dyer, Romero and Davis, It has a bit of everything. Yeah. It has it has it has power. They're not slouches. They can you know they they can step on the gas a little bit. Yeah. Um, passing is is really something. There's vision and there, you know what it is. There's control. There's like when you see them building out from the back, Spurs. And this is a great win against Southampton, a 4-1 yeah. win. When you see them building out the back, what I love about it is it's the organisation. Like Everyone knows exactly what they are doing. Yeah. Throughout that Spurs team, you've got that system of 3-4-3. You look at the bench, there's so much depth. And they were like, how do I say this? Four different goal scorers. Mm. Harry Kane wasn't one of them and he didn't need to score. And you weren't Sonny thinking... Wasn't, Son th- th- wasn't th- one of them. This is what is so impressive. No goals from Kane or Son. Four goals. Kulusevski, outstanding player that I love anyway. I just think he's All unbelievable. But just, and Cessignon, Cessignon getting his goal, things like that, things like the first two goals being scored by Cessignon and Dier, to me, I love that for Cessignon because obviously Perisic needed been, that, moves. Well, Perisic's been bought and everyone's just assuming Perisic will come in and be the guy. Actually, I, I love what Cessignon brings. You've got two great options down the left now, but Perisic can also play inside left if he has to yeah. as one of the front three. That's great. I just feel like Spurs this year have that intensity, the defensive strength from the back, mm-hmm. the organisation- and the fact that they came back from a four-one down, and again to draw a parallel with the uh, women's Euros, like England going down to Sweden and just playing their way back into the game. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like you know, Spurs just knowing the one 0 down, yeah, wasn't the best goal to concede. Slightly, yeah. slightly fortunate bounce in the box, but we're just going to keep playing and just they just applied the steamroller. But that was that's a, that's that's what I'm saying about. Mm.
1: We're not saying to people about you know there's a there's a, a an assured silence. Um, from Spurs at the moment which is quite which is quite frightening simply because they don't normally work like this they don't mm. work to, Conte is in charge right we could, yes. we could see that Daniel, Daniel Levy's given him what, 150 million said okay okay please I'll just go and do your stuff because the signings you know Richarlison who could play with he could play instead of Harry Kane um, instead of Son or with Harry Kane with Son well, he's not a great if he had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then Kulusevsky is, is doing, playing the kind of game. He's another one. He's a, one of those players, and I said it on Match of the Day, that every time he gets it, he does something He does something assertive with it. It's mm. quality. Everything yeah. what he's doing, he's looking to hurt you, hurt the team. If you give him too much time, he'll put some crosses in and put some balls in that is going to hurt you. You know, he's, he's at 22. He's already put himself in a situation where you're thinking, well, like you can't leave him out, you right? Know, you absolutely. can't leave him. Yeah, yeah You can't yeah. leave him out. You know, you look. At, I, I was pleased for Ryan Sessignon simply because the, he was. He, I think he made his debut. just turned sixteen. He might be fifteen and a bit. Sixteen, and we've been waiting for Ryan to 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 do his stuff for many, many years. And when he got to when he got to Tottenham, finally, I'm thinking, okay, here we go. Let's see what he does. And it still hasn't quite taken off for him. But we mm. saw some green shoots last season in playing there and getting the opportunity to continue to play there under Conte. And you know what Conte's like. Conte, like, like what he done with Victor Moses. Right. He will have faith in you. He will give you the birth if, you, if you're ready to go. And seeing him score that goal and then coming out and saying, you know what, I need to do a lot more of that. Love it. He, he himself realizes that there's people in this team. If I'm not asserting myself and doing that, I'm, gonna, I'm going to lose my place. I think that was one of Emerson Royal's best games. Yes, he looks like he's livening himself up as well, because for me, Tottenham, with their goal-scoring prowess and what they can do, I still believe that they, there's some kind of a midfield creativity. Midfield creativity is what they need because they don't they don't control games. Do you know what's funny though? That there was
0: I, I must say I loved some of the early passing from Hoybier because mm-hmm. we had this conversation about the he's creativity from Spurs. Got that, Spurs well. he's got in, that middle- in him. We saw a bit more of that, actually. More than I'd seen, I would say, you know, maybe Spurs fans that watch them more regularly will, will correct me. But I loved that he was so assertive with the early pass because they're going to need a lot more of that um, mm-hmm. this season to really get the next level. I think Spurs can do something really exciting. I feel like there is still, without wanting to sound um, unfairly judgmental, I just feel like there's a kind of, there's like a Gundogan level player that they, that would take them to a level that's just something else right yes but what they have already there in that squad is extremely good extremely dangerous and I think you know very early days but I think they could do something really interesting this season maybe even maybe even really exciting yeah so Mm. big big I think that if they could get
1: that um, if they could get that midfielder that creative midfielder then someone like Harry Kane doesn't need to come as deep as he does sometimes because Mm. he could stay away and maybe patrol a different kind of area pop up where he's closer to the box rather than coming so deep he's hoping that Son gets in or Kulusevsky or someone if I'm Harry Kane you know and I'm seeing especially Haaland we're looking at Haaland and, and for me oh my goodness I'm, I'm looking at 35-40 goals this year
0: we saw something and, from him we saw something yeah, from Haaland let's get, into, let's get into City shall we let's jump to City because, we get into it let's, yeah, let's yeah, jump into it man Go on, look man. it's well okay I want to so- talk about one thing from, from City that really struck me in this first half First of all, they scored, they had like 300, They completed 300 more passes pretty much than West Ham. I think you said part.
1: it was 300 and on and they had 80
0: something. Uh, it's 373 to 74, something it, wild like that. It was really halftime. crazy. Now here's a wild thing about City that was really interesting. And you know, City are City, so they we know that they steamroller teams. The patience, the patience to wait for the gap to open because people know the firepower they have now with Holland. they're absolutely st- they're stacked. So people sit deep. So the way that... City have to work the ball from left to right and, like, and we know Grealish gets criticised for not maybe doing enough but his job is to move the ball on his job is not to be flash it's one two touch mm. spin move yep. and the, the credit I can give to Grealish is he was always a step quicker than whoever was marking him and you saw that in the first half De Bruyne gets a goal disallowed um, for offside but the interchange between I think Grealish and Gundogan is so fast that it just opens up West Ham mm. and the thing about that is it's just like they keep pulling at the thread it's like watching um, a cat attack an old sweater and eventually, like, after about, like, two hours attacking, just, the whole thing just disintegrates. And watching, <laughs> you know, a kitten play with a sweater, eventually just, like, Man City unpicking West Ham to the point where, by the time mm. Holland scores, it's almost like, enough. Like, we're done. We can't, yeah. we can't chase yeah. you anymore. We've been chasing you. Know you know something, moves. Yeah, does that make I sense? Heard,
1: yeah, absolute sense. I heard um, a, a reporter, someone at the Premier League was saying that, as a, a reporter was saying that City was so dominant and they had the ball so long that um, fans were actually turning around, speaking to each other, saying, "How's your summer been? Everything been good?" Actually, oh speaking, yeah. they were saying, "How's your summer been?" Yeah, because they they kind of like had to switch off from that because they could not see a way for their own team to get the ball back. Whatever their game plan was, it could not affect them. No, it was just like when I when I watching the game, right, watching City, knowing that City can well keep the ball, keep the ball, but then you know what? We can go long as well now. Yeah. And even in that game, Erlen Haaland made runs where he still didn't pass it to him yet. See, it's going to happen where one of these games this season, they're going to connect with him continually. He's going to be the guy, I believe, who breaks the five gold in game barrier. I think he's the one.
0: He's, he's capable, going, you know? I
1: think he's the one. He's going to be, he's either going to equal that or he's going to break it. Because when they do realise feed this man. He's the prop, like he's the goat. I know they had Sean Goater, but feed this goat and he will score, bro. Because like, it's, and the way he took the ball the for shots. the penalty, the way yeah. he took the ball for the penalty and the way he took, dispatched the penalty, offered the misses last week. Yeah. Came with the, all the noise. He's the one that we've, he's, he's come to this place and we've spoken about him and we've said he is the one that could fit into any team and be, and be and, and feast, eat everything because of the way he can play, right? He took that penalty, no problem. Off of last week, missing two ridiculously easy chances for him. And then the one when he went through and the way oh he opened goodness. himself up, yeah. he, he, he literally telling the goalkeeper, I'm gonna open myself up and I'm gonna turn it into the goal into the corner on your right hand side, and there's nothing
0: you can do about it. Well, you know it's, what's scary about that goal in particular, because Evan has talked this year about just don't give Haaland space in behind. Here's the thing. First of all, I, how do you deny I, him space in behind? How do you stop Secondly, it? it's West Ham. Like, if anyone's gonna deny you space in behind, it's West Ham. And the man just walked through. And that's the precision passing, obviously, of um, the precision passing obviously of De Bruyne. But the thing I want to talk about is, is the acceleration. Like God. People a lot of people like don't talk about his speed. There's a lot of talk about his, you know, his power, but he is ludicrously fast. Yeah, like he's got I, know, I know his pace is talked about. No, I'm not saying it's not about. I'm going to say it is, but like it's easy to forget, like that he is ludicrously quick. Like that acceleration for that goal, he just blows past them. Mm. You know, it's know like watching a Porsche against yeah. like a lorry on the motorway. It's unreal that <laughs> you know so, yeah, something when he yeah, when when, he's, sp- right, when he speaks go.
1: about Moose, he speaks about his heading. Done a mm. great interview with Alan Shearer. It's really nice to watch. To be honest.
0: Yeah, I love that on the BBC. Can we yeah, can yeah, we just yeah. say I'll say on the, art, he, the art of at, goal scoring.
1: Yeah. I think um Alan I think Alan tweeted something or he said something what was um two hundred and fifty eight to go. Like, <laughs> uh, you look at Harlan, right? At twenty two, if Harlan mm. stays here for the majority of his career, he's 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 beaten that. Sharon knows it. That's why he said two fifty eight to so go. That's so funny.
0: That's so Alan
1: will Alan will watch that. We're watching it and he was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yes. He has come back. He knows what it looks like because Come actually he knows. He knows, <laughs> he knows that that's in danger because he, he he was all he would always say something like if Harry Kane goes to City, I'm in trouble. Always, mm. and like getting Haaland at City at 22 with those guys around him, and you know we're talking about he's he's gonna he's gonna eat like Gundawan. Remember Gundogan came on last season to to finish it off for City. Mm. Those goals, he'll eat them now. Gundogan could just get on with doing what he does, and he's number eight and
0: creating some deep. Yeah,
1: so he's going to eat so much, you know. So I just hope that he's the one, like you mentioned with Jack Grealish, who it was a step ahead of everybody in that area to give. I just hope he's the one that can unlock Jack. I hope he's the one because watching Jack in the Community Shield was it was like watching him last season. But Watching mm. him in that game, it was different. Because he's now got a foil. Yes, he's I see that. now got a foil. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. And he's going to stretch the play. What he'll do is the gaps that Haaland will create, he'll take up. The space he'll take up will allow so much room for yeah. Grealish and Foden to run into. Because what we saw from West Ham, West Ham actually exceptionally disciplined, stayed deep, lost 2-0, no question. Mm-hmm. Other teams will be far more open against City and they'll get punished for it.
1: Can you imagine, Moose, the, the first team with City? Because, like we said, West Ham and and Moyes very, very organized. He's got a, he's got a whole backroom staff of managers, yeah. So they're very organized. They know exactly what they're doing, um, West Ham. And it was a canter, they beat them. It was a yeah. canter. Can you it's imagine easy. a team like? I tell you who, who I'm so pleased they didn't get City on the first day because I don't want them to get City yet. Is I want Forest to get themselves going, get their new signings integrated and everything and then start to play because I could see something I could see a little something I could see where Jesse would do well I could see where Brendan Johnson would do well I could see something from them but like if they buck up on City early doors yeah. at the moment that's that, that's the one This that is something to mention be, as well with this, this league as one. well
0: this is just a jump in but something to mention in this league as well it's very easy to draw the wrong uh, conclusion from big defeat it's very, very easy to draw the world conclusion. Like a team like Leeds, actually, shout out to Leeds. They were superb mm-hmm. against Wolves. That was a great yes, game. Um, Leeds playing with Harrison, real confidence under well. Marsh. Love, uh, love, what a great player, Arison. I saw him for Philadelphia, beautiful footballer, great for Leeds. Um, it's really, really important that whoever gets that treatment off City, because it's coming, it's, it's coming. really important. Whoever gets that treatment just has to treat mm. it as, look, it was one game, it was three points, let's bounce. But yeah, so yeah, flowers to, uh, to Holland. Um, absolutely in flowers to yeah. him. you know what just before we we, we finished on Holland
1: you know it's um yeah it's, it's it's the the pressure that he just kind of brushed off yes so that's why he's got to get flowers because last week people were laughing at him you could see they the memes and everything they cooked him laughing yeah. at him so massive amount of flowers to
0: Holland yeah
1: Um. can I say as well Bournemouth
0: yeah yeah for sure absolutely a um,
1: little bit disappointed with Villa if I'm going to be totally honest because mm. I know that Set piece wise, you know, Villa were very much they 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 sort their set pieces out a bit last season, but the the chaos, how chaotic it was trying to do. I don't know if they were trying to do man marking in there, yeah, or they were picking up their men. But it was a good ball in, and they were all
0: over the place, undone. Yeah, Leon
1: yeah. Bailey, you know what I mean, L- losing his man, and you know what I mean. It, it was it was so chaotic, Villa. And then even the second goal with Kiefer, Kiefer Moore. The ball goes across the box, all the way across the box. And I know Tyron Mings ain't playing. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know why, why he's not playing at the moment. He's For some reason, he's chosen not to play him. But I don't know if he would have picked up Kiefer Moore or not. But to have a number nine that big, what's he, 6'5", something like that, Kiefer Moore? Mm. He was literally standing on that six-yard box. No one went with him. The guy was able to then get the ball, turn onto his left foot, still no one closing down enough, put a ball in and keep... The back of the box. He was not yeah. challenged at all. So, and the ball went a long way in the air. A long way, a long way in the a air. A long yeah. way. So yeah. long that you think to yourself,
0: they don't know what's happening. No, someone should be attacking that from the left back position, from the right back position. As it comes and someone should be attacking it or, and, and just heading that thing clear. Moose,
1: I'll tell you one of the signs, especially the first goal. Yeah. And you have to say to a certain extent, the second goal. When you see a defender, no defenders actually jump, not one jump. Yeah. They're they're not in a position to go and attack the ball. That was a worry for me f- for Villa watching Stevie's team like that. You know, against a team that's just come
0: up. We're not starting cold, didn't they? They started yeah. cold. They've not yeah. come
1: and they've come with they've come with energy. They've, they they said, you know what? Let's go at these. Let's let's go. Scott Parker himself at the start of the game, not not long ago, I think he made a quote before the game or something saying, "We're not as good as a team." That actually, came up. You know, we're we're so far away. We're a long way away. I don't know if he was doing it because it was a ploy to let his team to wind his team up or what. But whatever it is, it's worked. Yeah, because Villa, we, you know, Villa Villa weren't at it. They weren't. You know, he'll be very disappointed, Stevie, with that. They've got to get flowers, Bournemouth.
0: If there is a common theme to this opening day, uh, Ian, it's like teams that turned up organized with intensity got big rewards. Yeah. I mean, even you can say that for Arsenal as well. Like Arsenal obviously had a bit of a challenge against Palace and Palace was a very tough game of the season and first game of the season. But I just feel like it's so obvious, but people need to treat the Premier League season like they treat the first game of the World Cup. Mm -hmm. You know how the World Cup, you can't start Klopp because all of a sudden you get a loss or a draw, you've got to Mm -hmm. come in on the front foot because those drop points. The reason why Klopp, I think, is a bit stung is because you've dropped points against Fulham in the first game of the season. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know from playing against City that like you can't afford to drop more than what, like 10? You can't do that. 12 points. You, you can, yeah. you you can basically afford to drop 12 points somewhere if you want to in the league. And the because you look lights. at City, you,
1: yeah. you know, we've, I know we've done City, but can you see City? You don't even look at City and say, well, who's going to beat them? Of course, at some stage, someone will beat them. But how many times do you think City's going to lose? How many times do you think City's going to go to a place like Fulham and not nick it. Because Liverpool nearly did it. Liverpool nearly did it. They didn't deserve to do it, but they nearly did it. City already, because these two teams know how close it is. We're talking about one point on two occasions yeah. they've won the league by. You know what I mean? With an unbelievable points tally. They know that at this stage of the season is where you, you you've got to you've got to get out of the blocks. You've got to get out on the B of the bang, not the G.
0: No doubt. Exactly. There it is.
1: You've got to get out on the be at a bang. Because like City got out on a beer at bang and it looked very easy. Whereas Liverpool, like I said, I, I'm not, I'm not going with Klopp. I'm still going to, I'm still tipping Liverpool to win the league. You know what mm. I mean? I'm still tipping them to win the league. Um, but like, for Klopp to say that, I believe he's trying, he's sending a message.
0: He's sending a message in the dressing room. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, that's interesting. I, I think believe he had so. To, though. I think he had to. So anywhere else to go? Are, are our flowers, are we all bouqueted out? Uh, for the week, then, or let me see. Um, I, I have to say, I felt for Palace because
1: Palace had. Uh, you wouldn't say they played their greatest, and I wouldn't mm. say that Arsenal created unbelievable amount of chances. Same with Palace, but they created enough chances, both of them, to score the goals. Palace, the first chance for Otton Edward was an unbelievable chance for a centre forward on the, literally on a six-yard box, and it, it it looked like he was trying to guide it instead of heading it backwards. Come from. Because that's what happens. When a ball comes in and it hasn't quite got the power, all you do to try and get the power is head it back from where it's coming from. He tried to elp it on and literally just played it into um, Aaron Ramsdale's hands. That was an unbelievable chance. And Patrick said it at the start of the game, the only thing we need to make sure we take chances in the, sp- in the big moments. Same thing with Eze's chance. Wilfred Zaha, fantastic ball through to him, missed the chance. Yes, yes, yes. Arsenal started that game unbelievably well. Really well. Just like how they've been in the preseason. I thought that, oh no, it's going to be one of those days when Gabriel Martinelli missed that chance. I think he should have took it with his right foot. Um, and then they scored not long after that. But for me, the way, the way they played was brilliant. But then they had a spell in it where for some reason, and I can't see Mikel saying to them to ease off, they, they, they step off. They mm. step off the gas. And they've got to be more ruthless about finishing teams off. That's the only. That's the only criticism I would have. And I've seen a lot of people, and I heard it on um, Ask Blog, the great Andrew Mangan, saying about Ben White. Why are people are going on about Ben White? I don't know because Ben White had a, a particular job to do, and mm. that was shutting down Zaha, which is very difficult for anybody. You know, you saw what he done to us last season, right? And I believe that he done a fantastic job with that. And and, and again. Yes, he gave the ball away a couple of times early doors, but I think that back four, William Saliba, you know, I'm sure we'll speak about him as the, the season yeah. goes on. He carries on like that. Magnificent. Okay, and that's it. My God, that was amazing. Moose, I've had such a great time, but I'm gonna, we're, we're going to have to go. It's always a pleasure. Always a joy. It's, the pleasure is mine. The pleasure is mine. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> um, well, I'm I'll looking you forward to if, that's, if You know what, Moose? If that's the first day. Mm. if that's what the season is going to be like with teams coming and saying I'm ready to go man fucking bring it you know that's what Fulham said to it. Liverpool yeah. you know what I mean Liverpool, Fulham went to school first day of school and they said you know what that fucking guy's not bullying me this year
0: I'm ready where are you come on then can I be honest I think we're going to look at the Fulham Liverpool draw this is a hot take as important for the season as the Leeds lost to Liverpool the 4-3 only because it showed the joy you can get if you attack a team with disrespect. Yes. I think that's really, really exciting. Like, like yes, I say, when Moose. watching Andrew Robertson covering for Trent in the right back position and then being dragged across the left, it's not the last time we're going to see that this season. Wow. Yeah, not the last right time. Okay, bro. Take it easy, see Moose. I love you. God bless. Love you too. See you soon.
1: Okay. Thank you very much, Moose Conga Kwonga. Thank you very much for listening, guys. That's the first week done. And let me say, if the season's going to be like that, where you know we're gonna get those results, and you know I think we gotta talk about because the Premier League's so great. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to this season. So we go again next week. We go again on Righty's house. Take it easy, guys.